the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When bad things happen to good people, or more accurately, when bad things happen to Christians. Let's try and understand some of all of that, shall we? Next on Truth For Today. Now, it's not a matter of if, but when bad things will happen to you and I as believers in Christ. What's going on? Pain is definitely something God uses in our lives, but why, how, and when? These are questions we hope to answer for you over the next couple of broadcasts here on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Won't you join us? We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we begin here in verse 1 as we take a look at something that's called grace bestowal or thorn removal. With some insight from the Apostle Paul, here's Pastor Phil Howard on today's broadcast of Truth For Today. Pain is designed in our body to do something, and pain is designed to do something in our whole life. And let's see what it was designed to do in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. I begin with verse 1. I must go on boasting, although there is nothing to be gained. Now, you've got to pick up chapter 11 from verse 16 on. And Paul said, all these false teachers are boasting, so put up with me while I boast a little bit. And in his boasting, he begins to tell about uh, he was a Hebrew, an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a servant of Christ. Have they worked hard? I've worked harder. I've been in prison more frequently, flogged more severely, exposed to death. Three times beaten with rods, once stoned, shipwrecked, been a night and a day in the deep, in danger of bandits, in danger of Gentiles. I've labored, I've toiled, I've gone without sleep, I've known hunger, thirst, cold, nakedness, and I've faced daily pressure. 29, who is weak and I do not feel weak? Who is led into sin and I do not inwardly burn? If I must boast... I will boast of the things that show my weakness. Then he picks up this boasting theme in 12. I must go on boasting. Let me tell you something else I can boast about. Although there's nothing to be gained, only fools boast a lot. I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. Not only did he give me sufferings, he gave me visions and revelations. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know. But God knows, was caught up to paradise. He heard inexpressible things, things that man is not permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. Even if I should choose to boast, I would not 
be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. In other words, if I bragged on myself, I wouldn't be out of my head as a windbag. I'd be telling you the truth. But I refrain. So no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do say. Is this not the opposite of human beings? We want you to think more of us than we are, and we almost lie telling our resume. Could you imagine writing a resume for Paul? Tell everything wrong with me. Tell him all my weaknesses. And then at the bottom, if you question my sanity, just say, and these things I glory in. I don't think you'd get the job. But he wasn't looking for a job. To keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations, there was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses. I delight in insults. I delight in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I don't know if anybody here believes that. I doubt there is over three of us that believe it. I'm not sure I do, but he did. Paul said, God saw fit to give him incredible privileges. The privilege to work harder than any man has ever worked in the gospel. A man that uh, excels anyone. I, I can't imagine what God did through this man. No other man left more in the New Testament for us to read and follow as far as books of the Bible than this apostle. But uh, he said in the midst of all of his privileges, God knew he was in the danger of losing him to pride. And God hates pride because through pride, he lost the things that were so precious to him. He lost the anointed cherub, Satan, who was a prized spirit being that served God. He lost him through pride. He lost one-third of the angels who bought the lie of this anointed cherub called Lucifer, the son of the morning. So he lost one-third of the spirit beings that he personally had created to serve him and to adore him. But he lost them to another god, to another choir, the satanic choir. And then he lost the whole human race, not by tempting a man to go buy a woman at a brothel, but lost him in paradise by offering him an apple that would turn him into a god. Every time you put pride on the hook, man takes it. Seems to work with angels, too. Just pride. Uh, it is our great enemy. Uh, in the Bible, the three rivals to turn our attention from God and to become godlike, there's three things the Bible mentions that the human heart goes for 
to seek its autonomy and independence from God. Jeremiah said it. This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise man boast of his wisdom or the strong man boast of his strength or the rich man boast of his riches. But let him who boasts boast about this, that he understands and knows me. And the human heart is set up for the pride, especially with Satan orchestrating it, and the three tangible objects that our human heart will run to. I wanted to make beauty the fourth, but I'll, I'll tell you why I don't think it's beauty. It's to be superior in knowledge. I know more than you. Whoever knows the most is the best. Superior knowledge. So the gaining of knowledge sets one up for pride. Not that ignorance is blessed, but pride is susceptible to the enemy of pride. Second thing is human strength, power, armaments, whatever. I could win the fight. I've got the guns, whatever. Human power. Whoever is the strongest is the best. And the third thing is human riches. And man's pride gloats over these three possesses. If he's got money, power, and knowledge, you better believe he's infected. And that most of our pride feeds off of one of these three areas. I'm stronger than who I'm dealing with. I'm smarter. And I can, I've got more money than you. And he says, but don't boast in these things. But boast in that you know the Lord. Now, here's the Apostle Paul, superior in knowledge, great education as a rabbinic Jew, a Pharisee, a student of Gamaliel. Besides that, to have God mentor you 14 years ago, right up into heaven. He can't even describe what he saw. He can't tell you. He knows more than anybody in the room, and he knows it. And he said, God wasn't willing to risk losing me So God had something wonderful to balance my privilege. And it was a thorn. And it brought me much pain. Much pain. And he's going to develop how this works out. First thing, privilege usually has to be balanced with pain or no one can stand you and you will ruin yourself. He said in the church, a promotion to a young man to the office of an elder might be his undoing. Don't promote a novice lest he become puffed up with the promotion and falls into the condemnation of the devil. What do you mean? Promotions are good, aren't they? All promotions are good. I've seen it in this church and other churches. Promotion has ruined some men. They have no business being promoted. They need to go down. They don't need to go up. And when you find out what leadership in God's church is, it's not going up. It's going down to worse feet. For the greatest among you shall be the servant of all. He told elders, we don't get to lord it over God's heritage, but you must shepherd the flock of God. No lords allowed. Get out of the church if you want to be a Lord. You can't be the Lord. We've got one Lord, and he's risen in the third heaven. One Lord of the church. And no man has the right to share that. So you get men puffed up with power. 
puffed up with their possessions. I've got money. And you see, beauty is the other thing. But when you've got money and power, you can buy all the beautiful women and all the beautiful things you can imagine if you've just got the money and the power. You can buy the beauty. Because Satan was corrupted through his beauty also. But Paul says that God did something he couldn't imagine. He, right in the middle of all these revelations, he said, I don't want you to get conceited on me because of these surpassingly great revelations, knowledge. I just can't tell you how many men I know have minimal impact in ministry and life who know more than anybody else in the room. I went to school with them. We wanted to choke them in every class. They always set the class curve. I hated them in the language department. I always had to work hard at languages. That wasn't easy. God, please let me have a bunch of dumbos in this class. L- let, let 45% be the class high. And then you get in there with some whiz kids and you just, it wasn't legal to poison, so we didn't do that, but there was temptations. But, you know, I've seen some go on that had all the answers and had all the GPA that never amounted to a hill of beans. Something destroyed their effectiveness. After that, everybody they, was easy to look down on. Everybody was a commoner. Everybody was beneath them. And guess what? God says, I don't care how much you know. It'll ruin you. And Paul said, I'm not going to be ruined because God says, I've got a thorn designed, designed to balance the exceeding great revelations I've given you. This thorn is designed as a ministry to help you. Had you ever thought of how proud you would be had God not allowed you the troubles you've had? I'm amazed at how proud poor folks can get. Used to have an aunt, every time she got an extra $100, would battle with pride. Just came from poverty. But any kind of prosperity would just affect her, ruin her. And it did ruin her life. Because she couldn't stand to be on the plus side. So Paul says, uh, God designed this thorn because he knew how dangerous uh, privilege could be. And... uh, The pain that God gave him is described as a thorn, which was simply a stake. It was used of a stake that they impaled somebody, that they tortured someone on. It was used of a sharp wooden stick where you just stab a person. So whatever the thorn was, it brought pain. He said it was actually ordained. The devil became the messenger. God obviously employed Satan to help inflicting. Because a messenger from Satan, a demon, brought the thorn. And we don't know what the thorn is. We believe Paul had bad eyes because he said to the Galatians, I wrote you in a large letter, and it's a small book, six chapters. But they believe his eyes were going. Some speculate he had malaria from being in Asia and during those times. Who knows? Just healing up from the stoning at Lystria and the beatings. Can you imagine the arthritis you'd have at 50 when nobody set the bones? Who knows what this man's frame felt in the way of physical pain? We're never told what the thorn is. And I want to know. But maybe it was his emotional life. 
Maybe it was his mental life that the thorn, the messenger, tormented him. Fear. Who knows? You know what Satan can do to a man when you read the life of Job. He could take everything from him and bring boils on him. If God allows the enemy of your soul to have access to your soul, believe me, he can work havoc and bring pain. And that's exactly God allowed this satanic bulldog. You can go after my servant because I'm going to use it to preserve my servant. Strange? Absolutely. Go torment my servant that I might preserve him from ruining his life. A thorn, a messenger of Satan to torment me. I thought all things worked together for good. They do. God will torment you if he has to shrink up your head. If he has to just preserve you so he can use you. It may be physical affliction. Maybe a sick wife. Maybe some pain. Because Tozer said years ago, God seldom uses a man greatly that he does not first wound deeply. The well make lousy physicians. If they've never been around enough pain to understand what the patient needs, you could be a lousy physician. So he uses this word, he tormented me, and it meant to buffet. And in the Greek, it's a present tense. This was a thing that continually happened. How often, we don't know, but I think for the rest of his life, either seasonal, occasional, but it was enough that he said, it's a present thorn. It's a present tense pain I live with, and I'm trying to preach the gospel. I'm not a crook. I've suffered. I've read, given you chapter 11, shipwrecks, this. My, I thought I now saw everything, and in the midst of this exceeding great privilege came a thorn. And God tells him, you write down, I know why the thorn came to keep you from conceit that comes from superior knowledge, superior money, and superior strength are the norms. But Paul, you have every capability of losing all impact. And before you become another Satan on my hands or another fallen proud Nebuchadnezzar that says, this is Babylon I built, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to bring enough pain to balance the privileges that I've given you. Going to balance it out. Someone has said, for everyone who survives adversity, there's not hardly one in a million that survives prosperity. Adversity may have killed its hundreds, but prosperity has killed its millions because the human heart runs immediately to seek out another God. And idolatry and unbelief in us will say, I want to find my satisfaction, my significance, uh, my uh, security in anything other than God. And once I have found that, uh, that resting place, and it's usually money, strength, knowledge, those are the norms. Uh, you may call it something else. I'll rest in these because I want something tangible, something I can hold on to, something I can claim. Uh, I don't want to have to totally rely on God. And as you read through the Bible, read the Kings and the Chronicles, their constant mistake is when under threat, they'd make an alliance with a physical army to keep them. When God said, I've been delivering you all along, why have you transferred your trust to the tangible, to this? 
instead of me. Now for this, I'm going to let you be taken into captivity. Pride, always lurking to seize our heart. I think in Revelation 3, he told one church, he said, you think you're rich, but you're poor, but you would rather trust your riches than come to me and ask for my help. So I'm going to spew you out of my mouth because you've come to rely on what you can do and your resources. Uh, Basically, a self-reliant church. Uh, I think of Deuteronomy chapter 8, when he tells them once they get in the land and they prosper, he said, then pride will come into your heart and you'll say, is this not the land that we got? We raised these crops. We have the power to make this wealth. And God says, no, I gave you this land when you were slaves fleeing Egypt. I gave you these vineyards. I gave you everything. Now don't turn a wicked heart towards me and say, look what I've done. It is our constant enemy. Now, in the midst of this, he prays. And prayer is the patient's bell ringing for the nurse to give you help. When you get in enough pain, having gone through two surgeries in the last back last two years. I know what it is to push that buzzer. I need some more morphine. I need, everything I need is only a buzzer away. And prayer is often, that's what it is when we're in pain. And he starts ringing the buzzer three times. Remove this thorn. Remove this thorn. Remove this thorn. Because God always answers prayer, right? C.S. Lewis said, petitionary prayer is the most complex enigma on prayer there is. Prayer that's thanksgiving, praise, confession. Oh, that's easy stuff. It's petitionary prayer. When you ask for things, it's complicated. You've got promises that say, if you ask me anything in my name, I'll do it. Right? He's got a promise I've never yet seen answered, but he said it. If I pray, I can move a mountain. I've not moved any. We've been praying for some property over here for seven and a half. Oh, we've been praying for it for 15 years. We want seven acres of land across the street. We want a youth center. We want a ball field. We want parking lot. We want possession. We haven't got it yet. And he said, all you've got to do is believe and you'll have it. We don't have it yet. They don't even talk to us. I've had men in the past that grew up with me. says, how, how much property have we prayed over in this church that God never gave us? You know, and we would claim it. We'd walk it and, and give it to it. Lord, we're like Joshua. We're walking over the land. We, everything under the sole of our feet, we claim in Jesus' name. And the next day go by, sold. Hey, I said, man, we're not too happy about your prayer life. I don't know about you. That prayer, anything you ask, you'll get it. And I've prayed a lot of things I didn't get. Did God answer this man's prayer? He did, but it was not by thorn removal. It was by grace bestowal. He answered it, but not the way he wanted. Because the second kind of prayer goes like this. Oh, Lord, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I want what you want. Until you pray that way, you can't be sure you prayed in the will of God. And this is Truth For Today, the radio ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules, and our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. 
Thank you for spending time with us today. As always, it is a pleasure and a delight studying God's Word with you that we might mutually grow in our love and admiration for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you have questions about today's program, maybe you have a question about your own walk or relationship with the Lord, we would love to talk with you. No strings attached. Give us a call, and we'd be more than happy to answer any questions we can or pray with you. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. If you would rather write to us, here's our address, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. We're here in Hercules, the zip code 94547. And again, even if it's a simple thank you for the broadcast, we'd love to hear from you. It's always a delight knowing that these programs are being used by the Lord for your growth in Christ. So again, you can reach us by phone, by mail, or better yet, stop by our website and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can find us at truthfortodayradio.org. That's truth for todayradio.org. As you stop by, don't forget to drop us an email and take advantage of the many resource materials we have available for your growth in Christ. Again, it's all there at truthfortodayradio.org. And then if you would like to join us here at Valley Bible Church for worship, Sunday services are at 9 and 11, and directions can be found at our website, truthfortodayradio.org or by calling 855-833-9864. As you contact us, would you also prayerfully consider partnering with us financially? We're able to continue the radio ministry through your generous financial support. And whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly donation, no size is too small or too great. We'd love to hear from you and know that you are partnering with us for the furtherance of the gospel. So contact us today at 855-833-9864 or stop by truthfortodayradio.org. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.